Hello, hello, everyone. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome. Raising the Bar. <laughs> you know what? I almost said Mommy's Podcast. So. I know, right? <laughs> I almost said that too. I had to catch myself. I had to be like, oh, which podcast is this again? <laughs> right. Where are we? Okay. So as you guys know, last week, I'm um, sorry, I was reading something. So as you know, last week, um, we were kind of Mommy Podcasting, um, but we had to make a few changes, um, just kind of some things to website and background work. And um, we also wanted to create a place where men felt welcome too, because we're not feminists. We have husbands and we I'm kind of speaking to the future, um, you know, and we believe in men. We want men to feel uplifted, too. We want them to feel welcome, too. So that was also kind of a little bit of changing the name and making everybody feel welcome, so to speak. But most of our ministry is about women and making us feel empowered. Um, hence the name Raise the Bar. I'm like, <laughs> so right. hence the name Raising the Bar. And it's just kind of a place where we create sisterhood. We, pre we create a place where you can feel welcome, where you can feel like you're not alone. And today is definitely going to speak about, um, about Raising the bar. <laughs> Raising the bar. Right. Okay. Yes. Like, you know, we're going to have some elevated conversations here. You know, we're, we're all adults and, you know, it's just that time that we have to just be more self-aware, you know, and try to, you know, figure out what, what we need to be doing in this world. Right. So today, you know, we want to talk about supporting your kids' mental health. This is something that, you know, mental health has been a big topic, like maybe over the past couple of years, I think since the, when the pandemic hit, that's when a lot of people really like woke up to the fact that, you know, um, mental health is real. It is. You know, um, but another thing is that, you know, we didn't really think about how mental health impact our children. Right. You know, so children are impacted with mental health. Oh, and then, oh, let me back up a little bit. We forgot some housekeeping stuff. Right. We oh. forgot. OK, so like housekeeping stuff. So. All right. So we want everyone to follow us. So if you are watching and tuning in, you know, definitely uh subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's raising the bar dash pod on Instagram. It's raising the bar dot pod and on our Facebook group, um, raising the bar. Um, that'll be kind of like our, our dashboard where we, uh, you know, keep everyone updated on, you know, when we post shows, episodes, um, content, or, you know, just information that we want to share. Um, we'll kind of keep everybody up to breast there. So definitely, definitely go do those things after this. <laughs> after this Please this like, subscribe and share. Okay. Yes, um, definitely. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So back to, you know, children with, with mental health. Um, you know, I just want to bring up the fact too, that just recently in our local community, there was a there was an elementary school child who, you know, came home from school one day and committed suicide, you know, and that, you know, that's something that is just kind of like unheard of, you know, like, 
you know, what was going on, you know, with that, with that child that, you know, he felt that he needed to take his own life. And that was a real eye opener for me that, you know, children, they, they go through things, you know, they go through stress, you know, they have anxiety, they go through depression, you know, they, they do have, you know, these moments where, you know, they're overwhelmed, you know, just like, adults. And, you know, it's, it's our responsibility as parents to just kind of keep our, keep our finger on the pulse. You know, we, we need to, you know, know what's going on with, with our children so that we can catch these things early, um, you know, before, you know, they spiral down to where they feel like, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. You know, it might be like the kids are like, just we're stressed out about bills okay we're stressed out about can we get our hair did can we get our toes done we're stressed about those things but to a kid to my five-year-old son it's stressful when his power rangers is power Rangers, but that's all i can think of (laughs) it's stressful when his power rangers ain't in the place where he left them you know and that child that came home from elementary school it might be stressful that they come home and their friends don't like them. So this is something Mm -hmm. that we got to get down to their level and understand where the stressors are. And that is not easy because what they stress about is minute to us. It Mm -hmm. is nothing compared to the fact that I need to keep these lights on and keep this mortgage paid. Okay. Uh, Never mind your power Rangers. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But we have to learn how to um, help with their mental health too, you know, because mm-hmm. this is important. We don't want to lose babies. They're, they're our future. That's why we're on here today to talk about their future. Their legacy is just as important as ours. So. Kind right. Of- yeah. Like you, you said something real there, like, you know, with kids, like, you know, the, the things that they're thinking about, you know, it, it's so minute to us that it doesn't even cross our radar. You know, <laughs> like that is real. Like that is so real. Like uh, my nine-year-old, he, you know, he was making a video game the other day and, uh, you know, on a little app or whatever. And I was, I was just busy, you know, just doing whatever. I'm just trying to get stuff together. I'm in my own head. And he just kept saying, mom, mom, look, look at what I made. Look at, look at my, um, look at this thing. And I mean, he's like talking a mile a minute. He's telling me all the details to it. And, you know, and I'm just like, uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Not really listening. And then, you know, and then he said something and then I was, then now it's time for me to tune in. And I'm like, okay, what do you say? You know, what did you say? Tell me again. And he just looked at me so disappointed. He was just like, never mind. Don't worry about it. He's like, don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> and, and that, that just hurt my heart. <laughs> right. Like, you like, start again, say it again. Right. And, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. I just said what distracts us. These things, life. Y'all, I'm going to be transparent. I cried in the car today. And let me tell you why. Because this has been set up where our babies, it's like, I can't homeschool them because they work my nerves. And, but I don't want to send them off to school for eight hours to learn and be put into this rat race of a system. And it's hard to balance that. It's hard to say what's important and what's not important. And I, and we are programmed, these distractions, Facebook, Instagram, all these things are the distractions and the bills and just everything that life can possibly throw at you creates that like, what did you say again? It's just, it's minor on the list. And 
if I'm being 100% honest, I don't know how to get around it either. But I'm on here talking about it so you can know that you're not alone. So that you can know that you're not the only parent. But try. Try mm-hmm. to focus in. You know, try to say, put your phone down when they're talking. So, and I've kind of made it a thing now when we have dinner. I'm old school. So when we have dinner, I'm like, put it down. And now they like to tell on each other. Now everybody's telling on each other. Micah has a tablet. Oh, my <laughs> Be like, I do not care. <laughs> or my new word now is like when they are fussing and fighting, I say, I do not have the capacity. Yes, <laughs> that's true. And, and mine yeah. is, I don't care. I just like, okay, I just don't care. But y'all mm-hmm. need to know, like, y'all ain't alone. That's what mm-hmm. today is about. It's not to bash us. It's not to say anything. It's not to say you're doing anything right or wrong. It's to say you're not alone. But mm-hmm. work to be more present. That's right. what goal is here today to just work and be more present and um I was reading something and it says that women are actually 70 percent more likely over men and let me tell you why these children it's the children (laughs) don't put no respect on our name we're 70 percent more likely to use anxiety and mood altering drugs to help us get through our day to help Mm. us depression so being more present with self and spending that more time with yourself some kind of way um, so that we can be in tune with the child's health, so that we can be in tune with their mental space is so monumental, y'all. We're, we're talking about our future. And another reason for the tears this morning was I think about what the world is today and it's scary for my children, you know, and how do I create this safe haven, this sisterhood, this place, and my children don't have it. You know, their the their friend's mom doesn't do it, or you know, that's where the struggle lies. Is that you do all these great things, and then they have to go out into this ferocious world and live mm-hmm. here. Um, so creating that right. safe place at home is a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is a great thing to create a safe space that that is real. And, you know, that can be their bedroom, too, because they they need a safe space within the home. Right. Right. You know, just like you have your safe space, they need their safe space as well. Yeah, I don't use it. They stay in my safe space 100% (laughs) of the time. Like some of the part of buying a bigger house was so that they can have their own room, their own space. Y'all. I can count on one hand how many times them suckers don't slip in their room, okay? <laughs> but it's a, I guess it's available, you know, at least yeah. it's available. Right. Day. Yeah, like my kids, they, they utilize their room. Like my daughter, she, of course, she's a teenager. So her room is is her place. And, you know, it, you know, back in the day, you know, parents are like, you know, no closed doors in my house. You're not locking doors. Right. right. You know, you just barge into your kid's room, which, you know, I do. I don't I don't like locked doors in my house. You're not going to lock any doors, you know, uh, but no, like locked doors. <laughs> no locked doors. <laughs> but, you know, I do allow for, you know, for them to close their doors because, you know, they they do need their their own space. They, they, they do. They, I encourage here. I do. Look, yes, literally, they, they could build a bomb up there, and I probably wouldn't yeah. know. Like, and that's <laughs> I'm not that's building true. a bomb. Okay, I'm. I'm need you to just. You you got to knock a little bit, and you know, you got to peep your head in. Y'all, all right? You know, when it gets too long, quiet, like, you listen, know. I want privacy. You want privacy. Um, <laughs> I do encourage privacy. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I I think it's important. I think it's important that they learn to build. It's called independence. I think is the word that I'm 
trying to say here. I encourage independence at my home because I, I'm I'm not every woman. I can't do it all. I can't be everything. Um, but I do want to be available. I do want to be present because life is flying by. I slept for six hours last night, but it felt like it felt like I slept for two. You know, it's flying even when we're sleeping. You know, right. it's flying. Pay attention to them, babies. They're gonna be gone and off to college and out here in this very scary world really soon, sooner than we sooner than we hope. Mm-hmm. So, and we have to prepare them for when they get ready to go out. You know, yes. you talked about, you know, you you want your children to be independent. And that's important too, because, you know, our kids now, a lot of them are suffering from like anxiety and, you know, social anxiety and things like that. And that hinders them from being independent, you know, with just the, the world is, you know, everything is like, you know, online, you know, people really don't make that contact and stuff like that. And our, our kids, they, they can be overwhelmed. They can have anxiety and they are not able to, to have that independence to themselves. You know, they don't, they don't have those skills to make decisions and things like that, because with anxiety, you can be indecisive, you know? Um, So those are, those are just things that, you know, you just have to help your children with. Like, for instance, like if I take my kids, you know, say we go to Chick-fil-A and, you know, they have their gift cards because they have great grandparents that always give them Chick-fil-A gift cards and stuff like that. So I got Chick-fil-A there. <laughs> that was perfect, huh? I wasn't even trying to do that. Right. Yeah, it's a lay plug. But um, but I try to, you know, encourage them to order their own meals, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when it's time to order, what do you get want? them to speak up for themselves. And you will be surprised at like how you know, intimidating that is for, for kids too. Right. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're looking to mom and mom, you know, it's like mom always says it's for us, but yeah. at some point they've, you know, they have to learn how to do it. And by you being there with them and walking them through it and teaching them how to do it, that's, that's creating that safe space right there to where they can explore that, where they can speak up for themselves, where they can, you know, order their own meal and, you know, have conversations with strangers and not feel afraid or unsure of themselves and things like that. Um, Which is the definition of anxiety. Anxiety is what we feel when we are worried, tense or afraid, and they can be those things, you know, Mm -hmm. and they learn these habits early this Mm -hmm. is something that is taught anxiety is taught there's some people that walk around and they don't have a smite of fear in them because Mm -hmm. why it wasn't taught Mm -hmm. that's not what their family suffered with their family might not have suffered from depression their family might not have suffered from fear like for me i have to be careful because in my family depression anxiety and fear are are things that have been struggled with in the past you know and Mm -hmm. working to break that and go out into the world and not be afraid of airplanes and not be afraid to push for more these Mm -hmm. are things that I have to be diligent to teach my children um but they scary though (laughs) (laughs) mention a roller coaster but I, I don't know if it's just like um, they need more introduction to it or um, or if they truly, truly struggle with it. Somebody told them to be afraid of it, you know, because it's high. I don't know. But yeah. teaching them 
not to be afraid, Nisha. Teaching mm-hmm. them, like you said, going in, into the place. And I just wrote that down. Y'all, Nisha always got nuggets for me. I just be writing over here. That's all I be doing. <laughs> um, but um, just teaching yeah. them, like, say it yourself. You know, what do you want? I let them tell me what they want and I say it for them. But now, you know what? I'm going to start letting them say it. You'll mm-hmm. say what you want and speak up because they do get super nervous at that moment. Right. And and you want you want to know one thing too that that I that I realized with myself what as far as like my children like you know just kind of being like afraid to like talk to strangers. I did that. You know what I mean? I had to think about, you know, telling them about stranger danger. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like I've had intense conversations with my children about, you know, you don't let people, you know, touch you where you don't want to be touched, you know. And I realized that just the way that I, which is a great thing that we have to, in, you know, we have to have right. these conversations with our children about discerning who is a good person and who isn't a bad and who isn't a good person and, you know, getting them to understand their boundaries, but, you know, just not really, you know, being aware of how they were taken in the information just by me, you know, telling them about stranger danger and things like that, that probably could have had a, a effect on them now. So, you know, the, and, and why I'm saying this is that, you know, the conversation just doesn't start there. Like, okay. you know, you have to have ongoing conversations with your children. Um, and they're you know, awkward. They're, mm-hmm. they're super so awkward. awkward. They're super <laughs> awkward. Like, you know, I don't <laughs> have to like ask my nine-year-old, like, did anybody touch you in your private area? You know what uh, I mean? Right. And he's looking like, no. <laughs> like, why are you asking me this? Like, just say yes or no because it's weird for me too. It's weird, you know, and and you know, and it makes sense why, you know, so many children have suffered, you know, those type of things oh because it was awkward for the parents to have those conversations with, with their children, you know, but those are conversations that have to be had. And, you know, you also have to reassure them that there are good people in the world. Like everybody isn't bad. Right. (laughs) You know, that part is honestly, it's the hard part because sometimes we focus in on the bad people because um, we don't want hurt. We don't want trauma. Mm -hmm. And um, like you said, using that discernment to kind of pick like, and get, I'm terrible at seeing the good in people first and I get hurt like that, but I try to give this ferocious world a chance, (laughs) but um, just learning, you know, to see signs in people, see what they present. Don't see them for who you think they can be. See them for what they present and deal with them accordingly, which is um, that that's something that you learn over time, you know? So Mm -hmm. just teaching our children to learn, what a friendship looks like. Teach them. And you know how you teach them what a friendship looks like? You're their first friend. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, their no friend. more that I ain't your little friend. No, yes, I am. I'm, yes, I'm you your are. mother. I'm your friend. I'm here right. for you. Yes, yeah. I'm all of those things. I will TKO you and I'll be your <laughs> friend. <laughs> but, you know, just teaching them. And what that what we're talking about right now is boundaries. You're teaching them that mm-hmm. safe boundary. You're saying, if I say, don't do this, don't do this. And if your sister says, don't hit her, you know, don't, don't come in her room. Don't hit her. These are boundaries. These are places. These are where they learn their first friendships. So when they go out into the world, they'll know, like, 
Mm-hmm. No, this like, is that's not, not right. That's not right. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the place where we create that. We create that place at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying if he wants to tell you, uh, and I keep talking about my son because he's relentless. Okay, <laughs> and my my daughters are getting like they're getting there, but my son is relentless. He's just like. He bombards me from the time he wakes up in the morning and I drop him off at school, y'all. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) that he can bother somebody else for eight hours. I I can't homeschool, but I don't want to teach them the rat race. It's so weird and so overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. But listen, y'all listen. And I want to ask something. I don't have teenagers. My kids are 10, seven and five. Um, and I hear, um, a lot of struggles with teenagers and I get like a little worked up. I'm like, Oh Lord, what is that going to be like? And Malia starting to get snappy. She's starting to show like, like <laughs> nobody touched my stuff. Nobody touched me, you know, she's mm-hmm. there. So what is that like? How do you, how, how do we, do it? how do we work? Okay. Yeah, like I, I want to know too because I'm there right now. <laughs> like I have two teenagers. I have a uh, a boy and a girl. And you know, my my son, he's he's very cool. He's very laid back. I mean, he's just so very nonchalant, you know. And I know that he is still in a like kind of a rebellious. Uh, spirit like against me as his mother right and but it's not it's not in a rude or disrespectful way it's almost like you know if I tell him something to do it's kind of like you know I don't really want to do it because you told me to you know I want to do it because I want to do it I don't know it's weird it's almost like you know he's he's coming into manhood you know is is what I see and so I try to really you know, I try to be aware of that to where, you know, me as a, a female, I'm not, you know, disrespecting him as right. as as a person, as a That's man, a you line. know what I mean? Which is a fine line because as, as a mother, if I tell you to take the trash out and you don't do it when I tell you to, then I want to I want to cut you down every every which way to a third. And I have to be mindful to not do that and to respect that okay I told him you know I just let me let him you know figure it out now eight hours go by and that trash is still there then okay we're gonna have a conversation but it's a conversation and not a scolding because you know he's, he's 15 he you know he's getting to where he is learning responsibility and that he has to learn to hold himself accountable and things like that um, and of course, and having his father in the home is great because I can just defer. <laughs> right. You know, dad well, comes it's clear the- because I'm the gangster in the home. Yeah. You know, his dad babies him like he'll let the kids like cookies and do whatever they want. And me, on the other hand, I'm like laying the smack down. I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. But I mm-hmm. think each house is different. I've. I, yeah, <laughs> that's another conversation. I'm I lay the smackdown over here. So mm-hmm. oh, and then you have two girls. So I I gotta get on the teenage girls. So yeah. oh, they so mean. <laughs> <laughs> they are mean. And I talk, y'all, hey, y'all are not alone because I talked to so many mamas that mm-hmm. have teenagers, 
and their girls and cycles and stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm scared. I'm yeah. Scared I got two. Yeah. And the one that I have, I mean, she's, I mean, she is like, she's super sweet. Like, I mean, hands down, she'll do anything for you. She's very attentive. Like, you know, she wants to help. She wants to, all the things. I mean, she is like, she's a ride or die. But when she's in a mood, she is in a mood. And there's and <laughs> there's only nothing you can do about it. You just got to give you just gotta give her her space. Right. <laughs> can I tell you, they are us, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think yes. sometimes if we could remember that they are us, think about when we're in a mood, you know, mm -hmm. what helps us? Food. We're mm -hmm. hungry. Sometimes right. we're hungry. You know, sometimes we need a nap. And I'll tell the 10-year-old that now. I'm like, just go take a nap. You know, mm -hmm. like, let's let's restart because mm -hmm. that's what I need sometimes. Sometimes at work, I'll be like, I just want to nap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're just grown little people too. Right, exactly. Too. So don't, mm -hmm. don't forget that. Oh, so I want to go back to scolding. Mm -hmm. um, so I know back in the day that that's what we used to do. And the Bible says, spare the rise, spoil the child. They, they do need whoopings. I believe in whoopings. But I don't believe in, you know, beating them and um, mm. when there's anger involved or yeah, frustration, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, when you're frustrated or angry. Take a breath, take a mm -hmm. take a step back and say, OK, mm -hmm. and this happened last night because Zoe waited till 10 o'clock to do her homework. <laughs> you knew you had homework all day. And you're going to try me up. At, I'm talking about, I ain't talking about 10 a.m. I'm talking about 10 p.m., y'all. Of course, they at school at 10 a.m. But 10 p.m., sis pulls her book bag out and wants to start on her four sheets of paper that she got for homework. <laughs> naturally, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to fight. I yeah. want to fight naturally. <laughs> but I got to take a step back and I have to realize, um, let's say 80% of the time she gets her homework done in a timely manner with coaching. Um, she is not a self-motivated child. I have to coach her. But at the same time, she's an A student. And I think Nisha can attest to this. Her, she has A students that need motivation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but you're an A student. It's weird right. to mm -hmm. me. It's right. weird. I don't they understand. can do the work all day long. They can do it with their eyes closed. But it's like, they just, they need that little nudge. <laughs> so I had to take a step back and say, <laughs> Let me softly tell her, yeah, and it's a scolding, but in a different manner. I'm talking her through the process, and she's looking at me, and she gets teary eyed off of just the talk. So I didn't have to beat her mm -hmm. to get that point across. So right. I, she I felt it. Yes, she felt mm -hmm. it through just walking her through the steps. Why don't mm -hmm. we do homework ten o'clock at night? Why is it stressful to mommy when you wait till ten o'clock at night to get your homework done? Because why? Because when I wake you up at six. You're looking at me with the cross eyes and mm -hmm. you don't understand why I'm getting you out of bed. So these are things, these are products of doing our homework late and not being organized to do our homework. So um, mm -hmm. just kind of honing in and taking the time to say, babe, let's do this. And here's why. And I think sometimes um, back in the day, they may not have <laughs> time to say why we're doing this and what we're doing and have the patience yeah you know? and the patience but think about it times were so different you know we weren't, and that's why that's another thing too y'all don't judge everybody by how they parent you don't know how they were parented uh -huh. you don't know what they're going through you don't know right. 
their process, you know, but we're here on a podcast to say you're not alone. We're here Mm -hmm. on the podcast to say that you can do it, you know, just kind of take a step back and breathe. And I know you always get that breather. And I think about like Nisha going back a little bit. Nisha said that she has a wonderful parents that help her and they are supportive of her children. Everybody doesn't have that. And we are aware. So you kind of being aware, like, I need a second. You know, I'm stressed. I haven't had a break from mommy, 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 What's important to them? What matters to them? You know, what is it? Is it Mm -hmm. um, the dinosaur museum? Is it the aquarium? You know, and we don't have to shoot it down. You might not be able to go to that, do those things. Even y'all, even the park, we go play at Burger King. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my most favorite place. And it's just about free besides I keep getting trapped into them chicken fries. But Mm -hmm. that is, that that's free things that right. make them feel like you are connected to them. That makes exactly them having know? that that open communication with them and active listening. Those is very important for a child to know that their parent hears them. And one way that you can do that is just by active listening. Like when your child is is talking to you, repeat back to them what they said to you because they they feel like, okay, you know, mommy's listening. And just by having that open communication with your child and speaking with them, they, you gain their trust, you know, you gain their respect that, you know, because I think, you know, back in the day, you know, respect was, I got power over you. So I'm going to get that belt and I'm going to wear you out. You know what I mean? Real setup. I don't know what else to feel. I don't right. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and that worked back then because, you know, I was I was spanked as a child, you know, and I, I turned out all right. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just right. my, that's my not parents. That's the generation we're in. Right. The generation that we're in now is different. Generation. Yeah, it's different. Like our kids are just as stressed as we are and we don't want to drive them over the edge, you know. And right. and our kids, they need, they need us as parents to be comfortable with they need to trust us they need to be able to talk to us about anything and not have that fear of being judged or being scolded like they they need someone that they can that they can go to and it should be us as parents or you know if you have a good support system like I have a awesome support system I have sisters nieces cousins I mean like you know, we all just have our arms open for for our babies. So if if my daughter can't talk to me, she knows that she has aunties that she can go talk to and she can tell them, you know, whatever. And, you know, it may not get back to me, but I know that the situation will get handled in a loving, caring way right. and I don't have to worry. So, you know, she can tell, you know, her aunties something that I will never know about, but I know that they're going to counsel her in the right way. You know, right. So, you know, that's just something that I'm blessed with. And I know that everybody doesn't have that. Um, But, you know, you have outside resources, like, for instance, like, I mean, school counselors, school counselors are a gym, you know, like, especially, you know, with if you have a child that's, you know, going through some things or whatever, um, 
just have them go talk to their school counselor is just having an ear, someone who's not biased, that they can listen to your child and they can, you know, pick up on red flags, you know, if that if your child needs more help right. and they can call you right. and give you resources to reach out to professionals or therapists or, you know, things like that. Good. I think that um, kind of honing it, we don't we're not a generation that believes or this generation believes, but previous generations are not generations that believed in counseling, that believed in like our business, keep it in the house. Right. And, like, <laughs> I'm struggling <Right>. with <laughs> the monsters under the bed, you know, mm. and I keep trying to say kitty stuff so that you can understand it might not matter to us, but to them, if they can't sleep at night and you don't want to hear about it, they might can tell somebody who does. And so that they can relay that back to you in a manner that what you can get. Cause sometimes our education make us feel like who, I don't want to talk about that, you know? Mm -hmm. So. But like, I don't want to hear about your friend who wore your other best friend t-shirt when she said that you can wear it. And instead of letting you wear it, she let the other girl wear it. And, right. you know, and that that's stuff that it, that affects them. It affects well, it does. them. It does. Mm -hmm. So use that resource. Use that school mm -hmm. counselor. Um, I just had a meeting today and the school counselor was, um, I had a meeting for Malia's um, schooling and like some of the things. So she had to be tested and we had to get some help for her reading. And y'all don't be afraid because that's a stressor. That's an anxiety too when your kids are in the classroom and they don't understand why they can't understand, you know, mm -hmm. and instead of getting them the help we need, we try to sweep it under the rug and say, ain't nothing wrong with you, you know, and you're they, just lazy. Yes, you're just lazy. And they could have a true, um, and I'm using my words wisely because I don't want to speak over my children, but there's things that she needs help with and reading happens to be one of the things she needs help with. So we've gotten her that help and we're using that resource, the school counselor um, and her teachers so that she can have that confidence that she needs at mm. school and that in that confidence from school, because she has peers is what it's called. Just like our coworkers and our Facebook groups and everything else are our peers. And we take into consideration what they say. Let's get them the help. The school counselor use your resources. This ain't cost me one dime to get my baby tested. It didn't, it didn't cost me nothing but some. I was actually afraid, you know. It it don't cost anything to use these resources. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yes. It, it, it's it's not a stigma. It's not. Um. It, it's help. It's confidence for your baby. That mm -hmm. that, that confidence. Yes. That um, we have to build confidence in the children. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> I, I love that word confidence because that, that is so, that is like one of the, I think one of the biggest things uh, to help with our children's mental health is they need confidence, yes. you know? And I know a lot of times, you know, it's, it's so easy to overlook a child's confidence level, you know, especially yeah. just being parents and, you know, constantly correcting them, you know, getting them to, you know, you need to behave, you need to do this. And, you know, oh, you're, you're just lazy. You're not putting in effort, you know, why can't you do this? You know, cause I mean, I've been guilty of it, you know, and I had to catch myself and think like, dang, like if I was on a job and my boss was saying all these things to me, how would that make me feel? Like right. it would not make me want to do my job better. I'm not gonna, you know, try to prove them wrong. Like, you know, I'm just going to be like, like I, I give up, you right. know? I give so up. 
you know, you have to build that confidence in, in your kids. And if they are not, you know, performing where they, you know, how they should be, then it's up to us to try to try to figure that out. You know what I mean? Like talk to them, you know, if you have a child that just, you know, you think like, oh, they're just lazy. Well, are they, could they, could they be depressed? You know what I mean? Like, if they're not showing that initiative to do work and stuff, is there, you know, what's going on? Why, why up, are they we overwhelmed? Got, we got all this technology, look up. What, what does anxiety look like? What does depression look like? Let's put a name on it so we can get rid of it. Yes. You know, put a name to these things so that we can rid them of it so that mm-hmm. we can raise these children that are beautiful, little healthy beings. And they, we mm-hmm. can, Generational blessings is the goal of this podcast, not not generational curses. We're we're passing on the wealth of a healthy mind, the wealth of financial wealth. You know, it's more health, financial mm-hmm. health. We're passing on more than just money. We want to pass on a legacy of health and wealth. Okay? Exactly. Um, and I guess, you know, we can go, I have kind of a list of things that, you know, that are easy things that we can do to, to tap in with our children to, you know, help them support their mental health. So one, you got to listen. (laughs) So one is spending quality time, you know, that goes without saying, you know, just watching a movie together, you know, um, everybody taking a turn, choosing a movie, uh, playing a board game or just being in the same space together, that quality time, like, you know, you don't even have to talk or speak, just, just be in each other's presence and, and let it be peace and calm. Um, you know, we talked about open communication and active listening when your kids come home from school, instead of saying, how was your day? You know, use words like, you know, what was the most challenging part of your day? You know, what was, you know, what was your easiest class today? You know, and they say, oh, you know, my easiest class was definitely hit them with a generic. How was your day? Uh, and they'll be like, it was good. And then the conversation's over. But when you hit them with a with an open-ended question that they have to answer, you know, if you say what was, you know, what was your most challenging day? And they'll say, oh, well, you know, social studies was a bit hard. I just didn't, I just couldn't get it, couldn't understand the information they were given. Well, what was, you know, what were they talking about? You know what I mean? And you start that conversation or, you know, my teenager, she gives me all the tea. Like, you know, she'd be like, she'd be like, I teach a cuss says out today. You know? <laughs> and I'd be like, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, she gives me all the tea, you know? So just, um, you know, having that open communication. So then that way there's dialogue and not just, you know, one, one worded um, answers. Uh, another one is, you know, promoting so like positive self-talk, using affirmations, um, speaking life into your children, you know, instead of saying like, oh, like you're, you know, you're being lazy today or, you know, instead of saying things like that, you know, turn, switch it around and, and give them positive, positive words to say, you know, you, you know, you have a really good heart. You are such a happy person like you know you are very funny you have great jokes you know just being positive um another thing connect with nature and get active you know go for walks with your kids go into the park just go outside and just be in nature and you know just 
get some sun, <laughs> explore yeah. the things. It helps them. Even them. It helps them. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Like um, it helps them too. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, and it helps build that bond too. Like when you're doing these things together, right. it helps build that bond and it gives you opportunities to, to talk and have conversations. It gives you the opportunity for you to get comfortable, you know, in the presence of your children and talking about uncomfortable things. It gives them a chance to become comfortable talking with these things. You know, you have to build that, build that relationship with them. Uh, Another thing is limit screen time. Oh my gosh, take them iPads, take them phones, you know, or, you know, if, if you don't have to take them to where is, it's going to be a problem. You definitely have to limit because right now they have, um, you know, like these Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, right? These little short clips, a child can go through hundreds of those within a matter of hours. You know, and so that is a lot of just random content that is coming across your child's brain that once you see it, you can't unsee it. You know, there's no way to filter it. You know, they can go from, you know, watching little short clips of little cute little puppies to, you know, someone fighting and getting their head bashed in with a chair, you know, like, I mean, it's just, it's crazy out there, you know, it's. You know, that that the way the algorithms work and then there are the ads that come along with it. You know, just for instance, like my nine year old, he has, you know, an iPad and he, you know, he always wants to download the free games because he can only get free games unless he's going to use his own money to buy (laughs) the the, the games and with the free games. Huh? <laughs> right. The free ones are, are great. But yeah. with the free ones, the way that they make their money is by having ads on there. And a lot of times the ads, they, they don't know that it's a child that's playing this game. Right. So, you know, like, for instance, there was a there was a messaging app um, ad that was on one of the games and it was for adults. Like, you know, what I'm talking about. It's one of them adult messaging apps where it's a you can create your avatar and it's, and they're like all sexually provocative and stuff like that, but it's like a cartoon. And it's like, and if you're not paying attention, you can totally miss that, you know, but here my child is just waiting a 30 seconds for this little ad to go up so he can play his game, but it's still, he's still seeing it, you know? So, you know, we have to, you know, we just have to be mindful when it comes to these, uh, these devices and we have to limit them. And another thing too, is like, you know, children are having trouble reading and concentrating because of the short, you know, videos, you know, is their attention spans. They don't have to have that attention spans because the videos are just coming, you know what I mean? So their brain has, you know, gotten used to not focusing on something. So when you take that from that screen from in front of them and put a book in front of them, it, it takes time to get that brain back acclimated to being able to read a line because your brain is just like da, 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 da. And I, my daughter I watched her. goes to work. <laughs> yeah, she she I was like, I said sit down. I was trying to take her hair, her braids down, girl. They was looking like she was fresh off the um Harriet Tubman uh fresh out of slavery. Okay. <laughs> That's what she was looking like with her with her braids. That's how old they were, y'all. Don't judge me. That's what I'm saying. We ain't got time for this. But yeah. I got her to open up this book and it was a little book. And do you know that girl's flipping pages every 60 seconds? <laughs> I said, 
you is not reading. <laughs> right, exactly. But not that you say that, the reels and the shorts, just that, mm-hmm. you know, that finger moving. Y'all, I'm going to put this mm-hmm. pen down, sorry. But <laughs> that finger moving is what she's used to, you know, she's right. used to flipping that. And I believe in both. We go for walks and usually our walk. I'm a crybaby now that I listen to all of this. Like, I be wanting to cry on the walk. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I just look at them running in front of me and I'm able to take the moment in. And all I'm doing is to share everything Nisha is saying because I'm living this stuff. And I have to watch what we talk about in the podcast because next thing you know, I'll be living it for y'all. <laughs> so <laughs> um, going on those walks, I'm able to take in that moment and I see them running and I'm grateful that they have two legs and two feet. Yeah they're able to run and I get teary-eyed because I'm in that moment you know I'm able to enjoy them and let them play on the trampoline and I'm listening to their screams and their happiness of a innocent child you know mm-hmm. and those things change you they tender mm-hmm. they make your heart tender for mm-hmm. them you know yeah. so doing those things is not just for you it's for them too and right. we're gonna try not to overwhelm y'all with information but um just Mm-hmm. <laughs> real fast right. <laughs> it's a whole other conversation give them some take home real fast um just do the work I guess mm-hmm. it's like how I can drive it home real quick spend that time with them spend that time with yourself if it's a movie if it's if it's um letting them play on the trampoline but leave the door open so you can hear them jump go for the walk after school when they get out of school you need a walk too you've been at, you've been at work all day you're tired mm-hmm. And um, my house is a mess um, trying to keep up with all of it. But knowing that that's not the most important thing, you know, that's Mm -hmm. not the thing that is going to resonate and make them good people. Yes, we're going to learn cleaning because I not like nasty. (laughs) I'm not going down another road, but Mm -hmm. I not like nasty. So we are going to learn that. But we're also going to learn that that might not be the most important thing of that day. What's Mm -hmm. important? that day if they need you if they need you to tap in if they need you to be emotionally available if they want to show you the game or the picture my Mm -hmm. son likes to show me pictures from school and I'd be like (laughs) I know I used to be quick and to throwing them away because it's like it's clutter and I had to I had to stop doing that because I had to say like okay you know he worked hard on on they did and they're gonna want to see it one day right but they'll they'll make like a million of those you know one little picture so you have to you know we got to be like okay we got to work together which one which one do you want to choose we can we can only keep one which one because i don't even give a (laughs) i want and when you get older you can look at it you'll appreciate that Mm -hmm. i kept one instead of none okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah that's that's the that's the the grunt of it brunt of it or whatever you know it's definitely building that relationship with your child communicating with them keep your finger on the poles you know get comfortable speaking with them get them comfortable speaking with you talk about your feelings be honest with your kids because kids are they they are bs sniffers they they know when something's not right and don't teach them to ignore that that instinct that they have kids kids know like what's what's real and what's not yes. they have this little instinct yes. so don't don't teach them to 
not trust that. You know, if your kid says like, you know, mom, you seem really frustrated today. And you'd be like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm you know. just tired of you not doing what you need to do. Like that's teaching them to right. not trust that. Like if, if your child says, mom, you seem frustrated. Yes, I am. I'm very frustrated. I don't know why I'm frustrated. I'm irritated right now. You know, right. you be honest with them. I don't even know why, but right. you're right. I am frustrated. This is what frustration looks like, you know, yes. and that helps your child right. to know too within them when they get frustrated, they understand and that they right. know that, okay, it's, it's okay to be frustrated and not know why. Let me just go sit, you know, in my safe space until I can right. chill out, you know? Yeah. Those and it's okay to like go in the bathroom and close the door and be like, yo, I'll be, if, if they're age appropriate, okay, don't get yourself locked up. Right. Um, you know, go take a moment, close the bathroom door and say, I need privacy. You know, take mm-hmm. that time, y'all. Take the time to be present is what we're asking. We're yes. asking to be present. Mm-hmm. We're asking to help, you know, my daughter raise my daughter's husband. Because one of y'all might be raising my daughter's husband. Raise him so that he's emotionally available for her. So that, mm-hmm. you know, he is able to hear when she cannot speak, you know, he can hear, he can, he's in tune, he can discern her frustration, raise mm-hmm. them, raise them so that my son don't have a wife that's irrational, you know, mm-hmm. yes. help us raise us. Smashing the windows out of this car. <laughs> right. <laughs> help us raise this community yes. for our children. You yes. know, it's not easy. It's hard on us. It's hard on them. But um, let's just be present and do the best we can. Um, um, and just know that you're not alone and, not. you know, and it, it, it may seem like it's a, it's a lot of responsibility and which it is. Parenting is a huge responsibility, but it's a responsibility that God gave to us. And if God gave it to us, then we have to honor that responsibility and we have to, you know, sacrifice ourselves to make sure that we do the best job that we can with the responsibility that he has given us, which are these children who will be our future. And this is the way that we live on forever through them. Um, You know, but you're not alone. Um, You know, there are resources out there that you can get help, you know, for one school counselors are step one. Um, Of course, do a Google search, you know, Um, there's resources out there. Uh, speak with the your family pediatrician. They have resources. Um, there, there's so there's so many things out there um, that that can help you if you you know if you do get in a situation with your child where it's a where it's more serious than you know just something that they're just sad but, about. Yeah, but, it's mm-hmm. more serious. If you notice this, it's habitual and. Um, you know, when they go to school, they don't like school or um, mm-hmm. I think some of the things that Malia would struggle with, you know, like when we would pull out a book, she's looking like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no confidence there. Um, yeah. And we started with tutoring and just paying attention to her grades and paying attention to things. There are signs there that say my baby is struggling. Let's get the help she needs instead of pretending like she's lazy or sweeping things under the rug. And we've tried everything. Let's get them the help. You know, there are signs. So if you're in tune, um, I think um, one of the things that helped me today in the meeting was just like, they just kept saying, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. And so kind of learning how to pat myself on the back and say, okay, Mm -hmm. maybe I am. Maybe I'm not too hard on them. Sometimes I'm hard on them. So just trusting yourself, y'all. You're Mm -hmm. trusting you're trusting, letting your children learn how to trust themselves, and not, like she said, if you're frustrated and I'm happy, <laughs> the last thing, I swear, but 
so for so many years, my kids will bring home those little sheets and it says, um, what does your mom do? And my kids put on there, she lays in the bed and chills all day. <laughs> it's not all your business. <laughs> I'll say mommy worked on the business today. You know, mommy went and got groceries today. I'm more transparent with that. Mm -hmm. And um, so just being transparent and being open with your children and building that relationship. So here's the thing. We want you to like, subscribe and share on Instagram. Y'all, we haven't gotten to the point. I see your beautiful comments over here, but we haven't gotten to, we'll have to figure out how we can, um, comment back to you guys so there was that because <laughs> yes. it won't let us comment back. right and another thing too with like facebook with um with the program that we're using i think we're using Streamyard. so Streamyard won't show us who you are on yeah. facebook so we can see your comments we just don't know who you are so we can shout you out but if you are watching from like youtube uh, we'll be able to see who you are. And if you're on Facebook, I think that you can go to Facebook slash uh, StreamYard and allow permission to your to your page. So when you do come back to our podcast and comment, then we can see your name and be able to shout you out. But we yeah. definitely appreciate everyone that tuned in today and, you know, come back and join us next week, same time. Um, I'm not sure what what the topic is going to be about next week. You know, we'll 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 keep you updated. So definitely go and join our Facebook group, Raising the Bar. That's what we'll um let you know what our topic will be for next. Yeah, week. and comment and, and comment. Yes, let us you know continue the conversation. We want to know about you know about how you're supporting your kids' mental health. What are some things that you do that, you know, that we didn't talk about today or things that we did talk about today that you do that works? Or, you know, if you are going to try some of these things um, that that we talked about today. So thank you so much. Oh, I see uh, Kalisha. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We love you all. And we will see everyone next week. Bye. Bye.